everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. This is your girl, Caramel, with Keeping It Real with Caramel. And I have Michaela on the line. How are you? I'm lovely, Caramel. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, wow. Yes, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So explain to the audience, the listeners, what you do. Oh, gosh. I, you know, so many hats, so many hats. But uh, it started out as a career in marketing that uh, with a journalism degree and then branched into uh, becoming a licensed psychotherapist uh, while publishing novels, uh, memoir, self-help books, and then ended up blossoming into a top iTunes podcast. So I, I have so many hats, so many things I do, but psychotherapist, uh, best-selling author, and uh, top podcast host, top iTunes podcast host, sums it up, I guess. That is awesome. Yeah, you have a lot of hats. <laughs> How can you multitask doing all that? Like, you got so many things that you got going on. How do you multitask? Like, how do you get all this done? You know, that's definitely the number one question I get. And, uh, I, I, what I've come to realize, especially lately, is that I kind of power focus. So when I'm, when I'm working on, on one particular hat, I'm fully focused in that space and I give it a good three or four or five hours of pure attention. And then I go and do something out in nature, like I hike or whatever, and kind of decompress and just let all that go. And then the next day I'm working, you know, solid three hours on this other thing that I need to accomplish. And I find that I can really um, give each of the things that I do the attention that it deserves when I work in that kind of way. Whereas if I am like, oh, okay, 10 minutes on this or 15 minutes right. on that and get pulled in different directions, I don't seem to feel as productive and I don't seem to as accomplish as much. Uh, so that seems to work for me. And, you know, what's interesting is I've read a lot, especially with um, my son being homeschooled now. Right. Um, because I was so mind blown at how much he was accomplishing in such a short amount of time in the way of his learning. And I've, I've started to realize after reading some of these like five hour work week books and things like that and school week books that um, that this that this is a super productive way. It's something I had kind of always naturally done. And right. now I'm starting to understand why, but that is definitely the number one question I get. So for example, though, on Friday, I, I have um, on deadline to get um, a psychological thriller that I'm writing out to the editor. And I got my coffee in the morning and my breakfast and I sat down and I focused on that project and I got so much done. Now there's not, that's not to say there's not times where I'm right. drug away from something, but, um, but when I can truly just sit down and focus is kind of how I slay the list. Wow. Like, uh, I just can't see how you do all that. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But it's good that you know how to cope with everything, how you know you order, you put everything, organize everything and know what you're going to work on. Stay on it for five hours and go do something that you love to do. And then yeah. come back and come back at it again. So that's awesome. So and I know I keep you really good lists. Really right, good lists. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you have to, right? All Absolutely. the stuff that you do, you have to keep a list because you have to make sure that everything is checked. Yeah. And I find the reminder tool in my phone can be really helpful for some of the smaller things like, oh, 
call the plumber or whatever. If I put that in my phone at a time, I know I'm going to be driving with a reminder. It'll pop yes. up and it's like, oh, this is the perfect time to call because I'm going to be using this time that I'd be otherwise just sitting in the car, you know, for, for something right. productive. So I use the reminder tool a lot too. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So why do you write Empire, a motivational journal for women? You know, the timing couldn't have been more apropos of that project either with, uh, with everything in 2020. And obviously when I started that project, you know, a year prior to its publishing, I had no idea what the world was going to look like now. But it was one of those things where I was seeing um, both in, I, so I, I, I do public speaking engagements all over the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do workshops. I do, uh, you know, work with clients as a psychotherapist. And I just really started to see that people were were looking for something bigger within themselves to empower mm-hmm. them to really live their best life. And, and it, to me, there were so many simple things that you could incorporate to have that empowerment. And, um, it was, it was something that I felt really needed to be shared, uh, with the world. And I had no idea how big it would really be. Right. Uh, (laughs) Because then, you know, when, when it published, there were so many people that were stuck at home that had this time to do some self-care kind of stuff. And were looking for something that was really positive oriented. And so it's, it's a really neat tool. It's got a lot of um, creative art in therapy um, types of, of uh, prompts and things like that. So it's, it's really been, um, I I just, I, I found that it's such a great thing to get creative in a time where you feel very stale. So I think it's been, I think it's been really awesome. Yeah. 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 So what's the tips and tricks on how to be happy? Yeah. So it's, so it's so simple. Um, (laughs) it really boils down to this. Happiness is a constant reset. There's always going to be something or someone that is going to try to steal your happy factor. And it really comes down to your grit and resiliency and how quickly you can reset in the face of those setbacks and, um, not having an expectation that happiness is something that you can go, go get, and then put it in your person. Then you have it forever. You know, it, it is one of those things where you really have to um, uh, understand intrinsically that these experiences that we have that are negative is what truly allows us to appreciate the experiences that we have that are positive. Right. And, and, I, and I agree to, with you on that because you have to have a positive energy to be happy, right? Basically, that's what you're saying, correct? Or am I wrong? I think you I think you do. I also feel that um, a lot of things tie into that because mm-hmm. there are things, there are events and things that are going to happen that are going to make you feel unhappy or anger you or frustrate you or disappoint you. And if you can find a space of gratitude, a space of empathy, uh, looking at it as, hey, this is something I'm, I'm learning. This is something I'm taking with me. All of those things can, uh, can really lighten the spirit back up to that space of acceptance and happiness and I think that's really what it's about Mm -hmm. okay 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 so I know um I was reading your bio and can you name a few setbacks on how you learned the secret to be happy because I know you say you've been through a lot of some setbacks yourself so what is the secret that you did to make you happy so 
So for me, you know, everything from growing up in a 27 foot fifth wheel with no running water and no electricity to finding myself in in an incredibly abusive marriage um, that led to some some really bad physical things that had occurred to um, the list could go on. Right. We all have these losses and these traumas and these things. But for me, it, it really started to click and jive when I realized it's not any one thing but every one thing that that gets me to the next space. And when I started to look at these experiences that some could say were traumatic or negative or, you know, whatnot, and, and look at them as part of the, the building blocks to the foundation of the next thing, mm-hmm. then they felt empowering and strengthening. And, uh, it, and it's really neat. I, I see so many people and I hear so many people that say, you know, if I could move out of this town or if I could leave this job or right. if I could do this. And I think that the if mentality uh, of happiness is is always going to it's always going to let you down. If, if you're if you're in that space of if this, then that um, you're going to find yourself disappointed more often than not. We, we really have to let go of that if mentality and say, nope, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now and just the other day I got I so yesterday as a matter of fact I was taking my friend out of town for a hike up in Desolation Wilderness where I live in um, Northern California and we got halfway up there and I don't know why I did not glance down at my fuel tank but sure enough my little fuel light pops on oh my god and I know there's no way I'm gonna make it up to Desolation Wilderness and back on the limited fuel that I have so you know, and we'd already kind of gotten a late start and we were worried that the trail might be really packed because it's been, there's been more people out doing things in nature and which is fabulous. But so we had to turn around and kick ass. There's no other way around it. And, right. and she goes, how are you, how are you like just letting that go? Cause she goes, I feel so frustrated right now. Like I feel so irritated, you know? And I said, right. because I know I'm not supposed to be on that stretch of road at that time. And Ooh. maybe there's something else that I can't see that could have happened. Like a guy would have come around the corner in my lane or something and we would have been split sewed, you know? Right. So I just trust that I'm supposed to be here now and that this is part of our process and we're not supposed to be on the trail at that particular time and whatever. Maybe there would have been a mountain lion hanging out or something, you know? So Exactly, exactly. And that's good that, that you was like, look, it's no need to get up, you know, upset about it. We just keep it moving and it's not my time to do it though it's what it is you know so why do you feel that people some people doesn't like to be happy right they're Mm -hmm. always angry and always upset for some like some odd reason why do you think people are like that like always upset always angry never happy um a couple of reasons but at our most fundamental like as a human species we're programmed to see what's wrong and fix it. That's kind of our go-to, right? This is why things like Yelp are a huge success. And people like to gripe about what's not right. You know, like we're just much more in tune with that. We're, we're much more aware of what's not working. Um, where it really becomes a problem is when you can't recognize like, Hey, it's all right to gripe and be upset and to not, uh, to, to not find any kind of space of positivity in this, but you need to set a time limit on that. You need to say like, I'm going to be ticked off about this for five minutes 
Right. And after that five minutes is done, I'm going to figure out a way to change it and do something about it. Uh, people get stuck in victim mentality a lot. And I can go, I could go really deep with this and say that, right. you know, there's been a lot of an indoctrination of this for, for many years. Um, especially in America, I think. So it, it really is stepping outside of that and knowing that you are a powerful being, you are made of stardust and you can manifest your reality. You can absolutely change your position. So, um, but I don't think that that's been kind of the narrative that we've taken for many, 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 many years. Yeah. So I think that it's kind of a combination of, you know, our human biology as well as, um, just kind of the way that the world has been, at least in America, for for quite some time, and uh, it's hard to break free from that. And it's easier yeah. sometimes. There's a reason they say misery loves company. You know, it's easier to sit and gripe and complain because we're good at that, and not recognize <laughs> so that we right. can change it. You know? Yeah, you're so right because they do say misery loves company, and and we're so used to being angry so much as. I think people like to be angry more than they like to be happy, you know, because they complain about a lot of things that they can't even control, you know, and so. Absolutely. And I think some sometimes, you know, I heard someone say this the other day, what a beautiful place to be, to, to be able to sit around mad. Because that means that you're not, you're not in a like life or death situation. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're out there fighting for your food or something every day, you don't have time to sit around and be angry about how it tastes right? Or how quick it came. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Exactly. So do you have any projects coming up? So I've got uh, quite a few projects coming up, always Ooh. something on the books, but I just published my fifth children's book, um, Winston the Dancing Dog, which is such an awesome story of, uh, it's a true story of this little uh, five pound toy poodle that we rescued. He came to us a complete and total disaster, um, just severely neglected, had 19 teeth removed the day after we got him a salivary gland removed, and then he broke both of his legs in three places. Aww. And so he had this just massive journey to recovery. And now, so he went from being four pounds when we got him covered in fleas and all that to mm -hmm. seven pounds and playing with toys and just the happiest little dude. And so it's a story about overcoming um, adversity and overcoming trauma. And it's really aimed at kind of the, you know, under under second grade group, under first grade group. Um, and it's got real pictures in the end of the book of Winston. So so kids love that to see that he's like an actual real life uh, creature. And then I have a psychological thriller coming up too. Um, which I'm super excited about something I've been working on for a tremendously long time and so outside of my normal realm. So it's been a big project. Uh, you know, there's so much character development, so many different characters that I'm writing. And uh, it's funny because my husband would say, oh, I can tell by the way you're sitting and typing which character <laughs> you are right now. Because I would have like this attitude, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's kind of weird. Uh, when I write, it's amazing. It plays out like a movie in my mind. Um, so that's kind of a fun thing. And then I am fit after that project is off to editing completely. I will put um, my heart back into a project that is a follow up to empowered in some ways. It's a uh, it's kind of a fun self-help book in the in the vein of like a girl wash your face or one of those. Oh, my God. You got yeah. so many things. I'm like, hello. <laughs> you got so many things coming up. So what inspired you to write? You know, that is something that I got my first journal in 
in the third grade at a birthday party and uh-huh. I realized like hey this is a secret place where I could write how I feel and nobody's judging me for it and so writing was something I just very early on hit me and struck me and and the flip side of that is they say you've got to be a great reader to be a good writer and um my mom before I could even read a single page she would put me you know on the couch with the books on tape and so this gives my age a little bit and we would and and a box of chicken and a biscuits (laughs) and I can remember and now looking back I'm like oh that was so she could read her latest like (laughs) fiction book or when I'd be quiet for an hour or two but so I've always been in that world of kind of reading and writing and I read to this day I read a book a week at least um so it's it's just kind of it's twofold one reading a way to escape um, to learn, to explore. And I, I just really dislike the television in so many ways. I mean, yes, I'll, I'll get into, yes. a, I'll so get into a program with my husband, but I'm not big on that. And I, and you know, it's very rare that I'll turn on the television. It's just not my go-to at all. Um, and then writing is just, you know, it's always been this non-judgmental place that I could go to explore myself and have the freedom to feel how I want to feel. And I've written full-blown letters to people in journal form that I've never mailed to them to but by the time I'm done, I've, I've healed it and I don't need to have that dialogue with them, you know, so. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. But I had my first article published when I was 14 years old in the Sacramento Bee. And it was about truth and lying. And it came, um, it came out. And when I saw my, my name, you know, a byline uh-huh. right then, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And I was in journalism in high school at the time, but I ended up, you know, going down that career path uh, of journalism and, and getting that degree and, and doing all that. And I've always freelanced for newspapers and whatnot. So it's kind of just always been something that I've done. Oh, that's awesome. You saw that first, you, that first one, you was like, I'm hooked. It's over. It's yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You I know, the power of words. Yeah, exactly. Words is powerful. You know what I mean? So that's very good. So you know how everybody right now is going through some hard times. It's trying to, you know, get better, I guess so. And people are still losing jobs. Um, People are still getting sick. People are still dying. People are still going through so many things in life. And they're trying to cope with what's going on. But a lot of people are in depression because they're losing their home since. So what positive message can you give the listeners? I have two. Um, the first one will be like the blase one that most people, it, it will, it could res- resonate with most people, which is to say that, um, you know, I am of the belief that, that so much in our life is temporary and this too shall pass. And when we hold on to that space of kind of just trusting in the process and where we are and knowing that we're going to be okay and come through it out on the other side. And this is speaking of, as, as a person who's lost everything in her life, not once, but twice, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, materially, emotionally, etc., that you will reflect on this time. And it's amazing how our mind lets go of the, the kind of pain of it and really starts to take forward the beauty that was in it and the silver linings that came from that. And I do think there have been so many silver linings in all of this for people. And if you're if you're stuck in a space right now where you're you're dealing with a tremendous loss, know that there is a grieving process that is fully acceptable um, to experience from any loss. And um, it doesn't have to be when we think of loss, we think of the death of a loved one or something like that. Right. The loss of a job, the loss of a home, the loss of a hobby that you used to love, the loss of camping or travel or whatever. It's all a loss. And and allow yourself that time and space to grieve and then know um, that if you can take time now to start finding these silver linings, um, you're going to recognize in hindsight how many more there even were that you couldn't see in the moment. That's kind of the blase like basics. But the, the bigger thing here is that I do believe that the energy of the universe is going through a, ma- a major massive shift right now. Mm-hmm. And that the global collective consciousness is really elevating in a way that we that has not been seen in lifetimes and generations. And it's a very special time to be a part of it. And I think a lot of what people are dealing with is this is this kind of recognition and kind of an awakening to the idea of how connected to material things and different things like that and how much faith we put in things and people rather than having kind of that really grounded spiritual connection to mother earth and to the brief window of time that we have here and all of that kind of stuff and i am seeing a huge shift um even just with the schumann resonance which is obviously the heartbeat of the earth and what's been happening there in the way of the flatlining and things like that we're seeing so much movement uh, from an energetic standpoint that there is no greater time to be on this earth and it and it may feel heavy and it is because the greatest change comes from the most uncomfortability and i think that 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 we're going to see more and more of that Awesome. 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 I love it. I love it. So give everybody your social media so they can find you, find your books, find everything that you got going on because you got so many things going on right now. So yeah, I think the easiest thing is just to go to B-E-Y-O-U findhappy.com. Okay. Um, I, I'm on my second Instagram. My first one is devastating. Last year, Um, I was in Alaska and I was not like responding normally how I do, I guess, on the app. Right. So they started locking me out and somebody was hacking in and it just was a big mess. Right. And so I I just like, you know, my website's just a simple way. And I've got I've got free guided meditations um, that you can connect to from my website to the Insight Timer app. I've got the podcast there. Um, Lots of free resources on the blog that's there and all the book stuff. And then, of course, all the hyperlinks to the social media on the bottom. That's awesome because I went to your um, website and I love your website. Thank Um, you. I was like, I like this website. So I was just clicking on all kinds of things. (laughs) It's so funny because I was working with my publicist and I I have a growth accelerator team that I work with and different (laughs) things like that. And I'm and we're talking about how can we narrow down the focus of what you do and i'm like i don't know it's no way to narrow it down it's <laughs> no way then, when we finally came up with the design i was like yes i'm good with this it flows it makes sense i get it <laughs> right right because yeah because when i went onto your website i was like this is this is a nice website and you can just click on and 
it's very easy and you can go to where you want to go and I was like I love this because sometimes you go on websites it's just cluttered with everything and you're like yeah. oh my God, I do not want to be on this website Let yeah me get it's off. giving me anxiety just being here exactly exactly <laughs> but I just want to say thank you for being up here with me and um I am so appreciative that you let the audience listen to what you do and so they can find you because you never know who needs you for anything because someone might need you to talk to you or something because you know um, you, you never know you know and I just want to thank you so much for taking oh, time out thanks. with it because I know you was with the kids and, <laughs> and all the good stuff and you know it's a different yeah. world now you know it's like you used to think if you heard a dog barking or something it was like a fatal mistake you know and now it's like everybody's got dogs barking exactly, exactly. <laughs> the world is changing everything is changing so, but thank you again for being with me, and I would definitely. Oh, thank you. All right, thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> All right. T- take care. Bye.